Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. I wanted to do a conversation because, well, I haven't done a podcast in a minute. So (laughs) I actually was talking to my friend Emily and I was on the way to an appointment and I told her, I was like, you know, I've been thinking about these few things and uh, as we were talking about, I was like, I think this would make a great podcast. So I have her on here with me. So hello, welcome to my podcast. My name is Crystal Sparks and my one goal of this podcast is to help grow your faith and to help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Um, I've been following God for 21 years, which is kind of crazy because that's nearly as long as you've been alive. It's also... We've been following God the same amount of years. Okay. Yeah, years since birth. We got got saved the same year. Which is really wild. You were just a child. I was like an adult. Yeah. 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 But our faith journey, we're in the same point, but different points. Yeah. Yeah. As all of us are, truly. Yes. But one of the things I was talking to her about is I think it's this is all of us. Like, I pray that you look back on things that you used to believe and you look at it and you cringe and you're like, I would never do that. Because don't we do that with pictures? Like, you see old pictures of yourself and you're like, I would never wear that again. Right. Yeah. If you looked the same as you did 20 years ago, then you, you're probably pretty jank. Yeah. You haven't changed at all, right? No. <laughs> it's like um, on Facebook when it shows you your old posts from oh, like 10 God. years ago. They're and so like, cringy. Why did I wear that? <laughs> like truly, always when I think of my high school self, I see, um, you know, remember when, I don't know if this was universally accepted, but it was in my range of friends. Okay. The like colored um skinny jeans oh those were so bad so bad so uh, that was me in high school i had like lots of different colors of skinny jeans and a captain america shirt oh god it was like bright blue skinny jeans captain america shirt and like vans you're like where were my real friends then yeah and i remember being like this is like my outfit that's like this is my best outfit that i have right (laughs) So there's things that we look back on, even like belief wise, that we're like, we thought that was like super clever. We thought that was like revelatory. Yeah, and it's really not. It's actually trash. (laughs) Well, and I think that that's the difference. And honestly, it's what um, people are building. um, They're building doctrine around a set of experiential beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you do that, Right, you create religions yes. out of uh, your experience. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that the ability to um, evaluate what you believe and grow in that yes. and hear the Lord on, oh, you used to think this was true based yeah. on what you've experienced, but it's actually not true. Yes. Like, let me teach you how it is in the kingdom. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so it's not that... There are there are truths that never change, right? Yes. Um, so it's not saying that, but it is saying that as we grow in the Lord, we discover more of who He is, mm-hmm. and we discover some beliefs we had before aren't actually true. Yeah. Right. And I think sometimes our pride keeps us from admitting those. Yeah. And so the same way that you cringe at your Facebook posts and like old pictures of you, I think there should be things that we thought in one season that we should be like progressing and thinking of differently totally. in this season. So 
Uh, we're going to talk about today, if we have time, to get through three things that I would never, ever preach the same. And I've, I have preached all three of these. I love this. Isn't it bad? I'm like, I would never do this again. And I hear people preach it this way. And I'm like, actually, I would just like to give a different set of beliefs around this. So totally. Okay. The first one, uh, Jesus in the storm and he comes up and Peter shouts out from the boat. He's like, Lord, if it's you bid me to come. In fact, I preached a whole message at our church about get out of the boat and like walk on the water. Mm -hmm. And I talked about how the other 11 disciples were in disobedience to stay in the boat and they could have walked on the water just like Peter. Mm. And so one time, all of these, I'll just go ahead and spoil alert. If you get annoyed at me saying one day when I was on run, every single one of these is one day I was on run and I was actually running on my treadmill whenever God corrected me on this because I was like, God, I don't want to be the person in the boat while people are walking on mm. water. And the Lord convicted me and he said, Crystal, so many, of my, so many of my people are trying to walk on waters that I've never called them to do. Mm. That's and good. he was like, the only person who was anointed to walk on the water in that moment was Peter. Wow. The yeah. other 11 were actually exactly where they were supposed to be. Mm. And I think a lot of us, because of comparison, we see what other people are doing mm. and we think, okay, well, if God did it for them, God will do it for me. And that is true to a measure, but I think we also have to have the discernment to know, God, if it's you, bid me to come. Right. Like Peter had a personal encounter with the Lord right. that gave him the ability that nobody else had. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of people like, because they see people who are great worship leaders or gifted communicators or whatever it mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. it inspires faith in them. And instead of going to God and saying, God, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. They just try to copy what somebody else is already doing. Right. And the truth is, like, we're only anointed to do what God's called us to do. And That's good. it was Peter's pursuit of God. What's my assignment? What am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. And he was bold in his ask, right? Mm -hmm. But the other 11 also had their own assignment. And I remember preaching this with so much conviction of, like, you know, I'd rather be, and people say it all the time, I'd be, rather be, what is it, a wet water talker than a dry boat talker? Or wet water walker than a dry boat talker. Yeah. And yeah. that sounds really witty. In fact, somebody shared that meme the other day and it lit me up. And I'm like, no, actually, just because you're dry on the boat doesn't mean you're not where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, totally. that's so prideful to think that the only person in faith is the person that's doing something quote unquote big or like something flashy. And so I think for all of us, if you're listening and you might feel like you're watching people on Instagram, and you're like, wow, they're making like these big moves for God. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like I'm just over here. Right. I'm a stay at home mom. I remember feeling that way. Like I'm a stay at home mom yeah. with two kids, yeah. like doing some volunteer work at my church office. And all these other people are like going around the world and preaching the gospel. But actually like that was God's assignment for me in that season. Yeah. And those 11 yeah. disciples weren't in disobedience. And I always preached it like they were cowards on a boat. No, actually, they were exactly where they were supposed right. to be. That's and, right. And, and Peter think, was where he was supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's also, like, that's why it's so important that we're hearing from God first. Yes. Um, because he knows our heart, right? Yes. Even better than we know our own hearts. And I think yes. even where you're supposed to be is... And, and how you're listening, no one person could know even. Yes. Like, maybe there was another one of them that was. Yeah. Like, 
maybe God was asking one of them to. Yeah. And they were standing back in fear. Right. And some of them, does that make sense? But can I lean into that? We can't fill in the gaps that aren't there in Scripture, right? No. And so I think sometimes we read the Bible through judgment of like, why didn't they? Mm -hmm. Well, why didn't you? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's part of like critical reading. Right. You're like, I'm thinking about the possibilities here. Yeah. yeah, But I can't build a theology around it. Right. And that's why, like, even we're having this conversation right now. Yeah. Right. Because it's been preached based on critical reading, not on facts. Yes. Right. Yes. And so when you do build, you build a message around, well, they could have, these people could have, or should have, or would have. Right. Those are all things that are filling in the gaps. Well, when I preached that, I like deeply believed it. Like if right. you're in Get a boat, out with a boat. Yes. Yeah. If you're in a boat, you are in disobedience. Right. Like where you I wicked like, sinner. <laughs> yeah, I've had a personal story where it's like, um, I I'm not even gonna go into it, but I was jumping into a situation that would have been risky. But I had a word from the Lord. Like, yeah. get out of the boat. Yeah. Is exactly the words he told me. Yes. But and I think a lot of times we try to force God's hand and we're like, well, if I jump out of the boat in the middle of a storm, I'll be able to walk on water. No, it actually doesn't work that, that way. That isn't. Because there's only the the grace, right? The God empowerment to do what we call to do. It only comes with the word from the yes. Lord. Like, not the not the written word, but like the his rhema command. word. Yeah, yes. his command carries the grace to carry it yes. out. Right? Yes. Yes. Right? That's yeah. good. So that's good. That's number one. Number one. What's the next one? All right. Number two. Number two things I would never, ever preach again. Coming up hot. Uh, Wow. Wow. So this one actually was from my run. And uh, the story about the paralytic. And uh, the Bible says that he's got four friends and they're going to carry him to Jesus. And there's not room in the house. So they tear open the roof to the house and they lower the man down in front of Jesus Mm -hmm. and it's always preached and I have preached this that the four guys had faith for their friend to be healed and so they go and they decide that they're going to get Joe you know healed like Joe today's your miracle day and here Joe is this passive person Mm -hmm. he's an unbeliever and his four friends who have faith like bring him to Jesus and I was on the run this morning and the Lord said what if Joe was the one who actually had faith? Mm. And the Lord was like, so many times, like religion wants to equate that the only people who have faith are the ones who are actually like, quote unquote, working mm-hmm. or the people who are active, that the one that was laying there couldn't possibly be the one who had right. faith. Right. But I mean, the Bible's unclear. We don't know which one. Maybe all five collectively did. But we always make Joe out to be this wicked person. But I was like, man, how many of us like look around and we're like, wow, all these people have big faith again because they're making big moves. Right. Mm. But maybe Joe was the one that had the big faith that was laying on the stretcher that his friends had made. Yeah. And maybe faith looks like asking for help. That's good. Right. Yeah. It's like. I know I can't move. I can't go anywhere right now. Yeah. But the big faith move is saying, I think God wants to do this in my life, but I can't get there by myself. Well, and like, okay, so let's like plot twist. What if the four guys were the unbelievers and he was the believer and he's like, guys, like if we go to this house. I promise you, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. And his his foreign believing friends are like, no way. But they like take it to like play a prank on Joe. Like. I think I was like, wow, how much we've demonized the guy that was laying there Mm -hmm. of like, he was just a passive bystander. No, actually, like, 
what if actually he was just as involved? And I think sometimes we equate, again, faith with movement. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you're, like, listening to this and you find yourself in a season where you feel like you're the invalid being carried, it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you don't have faith. Yeah. Like, maybe he was the one with the greatest faith out of all five of them. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? I think it's reframing what faith looks like. And faith, to a lot of people, seems like making a big risky move. Yeah. And sometimes... A lot of times I would say the biggest faith move is when God says, stay still, you stay still. Yeah. And believing he's going to work it out. Yeah. Without you making any moves. Because that's a lot of faith to lay on a stretcher while your friends are like hoisting you up onto a roof. Right. And then they're like, we're going to lower you down. Like Joe had some crazy faith. Yeah. And I think sometimes Joe's just kind of like playing it out. It's like, "Eh, he was just along for the ride. Right. And And I I think either way, it's filling in gaps. Yeah, but it's it's looking at the story in a different perspective. A hundred percent. That's important, and so, and I think what God was speaking to you mm-hmm. too is like faith doesn't look like one thing. Right, right, and maybe to just reframe it in a different way. And so I think too that um, one of the things that the Lord spoke to me is that uh, whenever Jesus told him, he's like, "Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to get up and walk?" And all of a sudden it hit me, like, when Jesus says, like, get up and walk, he's also saying your sins are forgiven. Right. Like, they're synonymous. They go together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, every time that God gives us a command to do something, he's also saying our sins are forgiven. Because oftentimes when God gives us a command to, like, do something, we immediately bring up our past, Mm our inadequacies, Mm -hmm. our failures, our shortcomings. But in God saying, in your heart being pressed to start that small group, God saying your sins are forgiven. Mm -hmm. In God saying it's time for you to step out and do this big thing, he's saying, I'm not holding your past against Mm -hmm. you. In him saying, like, whatever it is. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, every time God's, like, been like, hey, Crystal, record that podcast, he's also saying, like, I love you right where you're at. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not holding your past against you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He always, when he says uh, to move forward, he's also saying, I've forgotten the past. Yes. Right? Yes. That you can get over your past. I've gotten over your past enough for you to move forward, right? Mm -hmm. I think we hold ourselves back more than uh, the Lord, and sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, like, God could never use me again. God could never, like, why would God want to use me? Yes. Right. Every yes. time we, he's asking us to move forward. Yes. And we make our, we make ourselves hedge. And oh, hundred like, percent. Look, when I told you to get up, yeah. I wasn't telling you, I didn't first tell you all the things that were going on, um, that you've done in the past that, um, might hinder you from carrying out the call. Yes. Right. And so our job is to say, okay, and get up. Yes. Right. Yes. Not say, but did you know, did you know all the things that happened before I got here? Did you realize like I, I, that paralytic, if he hadn't walked, I don't remember how long did it say? I don't remember. Either way. Yeah. You start to lose muscle mass and it would have been hard to walk even without 
like after being healed yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. like to gain muscle mass and like physical therapy after that yeah you know would have been difficult but we don't reason and, our way into miracles right right and so i'm i'm saying with us like when god says get up he's not asking you to make excuses of like all the things you've done and, and right and why it's going to be hard to move forward a hundred percent right i was just like on my run today i was like wow what if every time we felt the god nudge in our heart to do something we also heard your sins are forgiven i was like gosh it's beautiful I know. I think a lot of people, uh, they miss out on what God um, wants to do in their life because they hold on to the things they've done wrong. Yeah. Without realizing that the first time God called you, you were still not perfect. Yeah. Like, when he called you to salvation. Yeah. Right? Like, which is the greatest call. Yeah. I was so messed up. You know. Like, I was the <laughs> least likely and God exactly, me. exactly. Like, and he he was never looking for the best of the bunch no. before he saved you or before he called you. Yeah. And so why would he do that now? Yeah, so good. I love that. Okay, last thing. You ready for this? I'm so ready. Last thing, I would never preach again that I have <laughs> preached before. I feel like there should be like a drum roll here or something. I don't know. Like, whoa. <laughs> I'm not very good at no, this. That's good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, you're so good at that. Um, okay. So the last thing is this, is I've always said that anything that's happening is because of leadership. Like Mm -hmm. it's the John Maxwell, everything rises and falls on leadership. And so I've always been like, if you see an issue in a church, it's because there's an issue in the leader. If you see an issue in an organization, it's because the leader. Again, I was on a run and God told me, he said, Crystal, whenever Moses was up on the mountain, uh, getting direction from me, uh, Moses had never built a golden calf. Mm-hmm. Moses had never done calf idol worship. Right. And yet all the people were at the bottom of the mountain, like committing all kinds of sins. Right. And Moses never partook of any of those. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was like, there's things that happen. Like, I think there's like several things, right? There's like the the field that we are called to steward, like call it like your vegetable garden, right? And they're the things that we purposefully sow seed into, like believing God for. But then there's also like the field of like life and mm-hmm. there's good and there's bad. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was like, there's some things that are bad that are going to happen in your life because we just live in a fallen world and a fallen society. Mm-hmm. And there's things that are good that are going to happen in your life just because of my grace. But not everything that happens in your church or your organization is because of you. And I will just say, it is so prideful to think that, right? Yeah. And because both extremes are bad, right? Because then when bad things start happening in your organization, you go into a shame cycle of like, what's wrong with me? When did I do this? When did I do this? What did I do to deserve this? Everything's top down. Yeah, everything's top down. It's all because of me. And it's like, no, really, you're not that powerful. Yeah. Like, quick getting. 100%. Moses wasn't that powerful. There was all kinds of stupid stuff happening with lots of leaders in the Bible. And honestly, to take it all the way here, Mm -hmm. I'm like, if everything's top down and that's a universal truth, Mm -hmm. then we're sinners because God's a sinner. Oh, dang. Like, frick. Just sit with that. Like, God's the perfect God. He's the good shepherd. He's, He's the, the perfect, perfect she- father. The perfect father. And it's not top down. Oh, I had somebody. <laughs> uh, okay. I remembered what it is. Okay. So I was listening to this podcast and this person said this. They said, when God created the world, it was not perfect. Yep. It was just good. God didn't give them anything perfect. And I was mm-hmm. like, 
What? That is the most stupid thing I've ever heard. I was like, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, sure. But I think it's this this idea, right, that we have the power to make something good or bad. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And there are things, like, yes, I do believe, like, just in our yard, like, we've got these little planters that we plant, like, tomatoes and stuff. We didn't this year, but a lot of years we do, right? Mm-hmm. This year it's just full of weeds and, like, grass and, like, random things. But you didn't plant the grass. No. And it just uh-huh. showed up. Right. And I think for all of us, I just, like, I want to give freedom to some leaders listening that you've been in a shame cycle because stuff's happening with your staff or on your team or in your group. And you're thinking, if I would have led differently, if I would have done something differently, then they wouldn't be messed up. No, here's the thing. Is your team, your leaders, your organization, your staff are always going to have issues because we live in a fallen world. Right. And there are, yes, there's always our part to play. I'm not giving you like a green card to go do whatever you want. And if you hear that, like you've missed the whole point. But I will say that I think that all of us um, are going to have just things that happen just because it's life. And when God spoke that to me, I was like, God, you're so right. Because Moses was a great leader. And the people just did stupid stuff. Yeah. And it's part of being a leader. Yeah. If, If all your people were perfect, they wouldn't need a leader. Yes. And so... I mean, the fact that Jesus is compared to a shepherd in which a sheep strays. Yes. Okay? So if Jesus is the perfect shepherd and sheep still stray. Then everything can't 100% rise and fall in leadership. Right. It doesn't make him a bad shepherd, the fact that one of the sheep got lost. God's not like, okay, shepherd, do better. Yeah, your job is to take care of all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, why did... And if, if Jesus, if there's sheep that get lost with Jesus, there's going to be sheep that stray in your flock. Yeah. And I think that the, the important thing is, is when we get into that, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not leading anyone. Right. For you to get into that shame cycle. No. Moses never complained, yet the people of Israel complained. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of sins that they committed, sexual sins, all kinds of things. And Moses is just over here like, God, help me with these people. Yeah. Right? And God never was like, well, it's because you're a bad leader. Right. Yet we allow the enemy to speak that over over us and the people we lead. Yes. And in turn, they f- the people we lead feel that too well, whenever. Yeah. Well, when it causes they... me to retreat every time because right. I'm like, somebody else needs to be your leader because if they were your leader, you wouldn't have all these issues. Right. That's right. what it does for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can claim their fall, then you can claim their success, and neither of them are you. Right. Which both of them are so toxic and icky. And I was like, uh, I again, I was like really wrecked by the Lord whenever I was on a run, and he spoke that to me. And I was like, okay, God. Because we had just been dealing with things of just people being human. And I was like, wow, okay. It rains on the just and the unjust. And I told you this. I mean, like walking through all that, you know, Brian's mom what happened with her I was like I I I didn't realize how much of the faith culture is a workspace culture masked in faith mm. and in that if you sow you reap if you honor you're honored if you do this so it's this mindset of if I keep a good confession and I do all these things then with a long life he'll satisfy me and show me his salvation 
And so when I was doing A and B and it didn't equal C, I'm like, wait. Something's broken. Something's broken. And so I kept looking into my life of like, where's the crack that I let the enemy in? And actually, it's just we live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. And sickness is part of that fallen world. And unfortunately, Brian's mom passed away. And it's not because we didn't have faith. It's not because we were in sin or dishonor or whatever. Like, I, I didn't sow anything to deserve that. No. But here we are, yeah. you know, and I think I'm doing better on that, but I'm still coming out of it. And yeah. so it makes yeah. us God if we can control the yeah. future with everything that we do. It's so dumb. We can't. We can't. Like, We're not. Nobody's that ever been able to do that. No. And so that's why our life is a life of surrender. Yes. Is like God. Well, it's Deuteronomy 29. The secret things belong to the Lord. Yeah. I think there's some things that will just, and that's my favorite verse. You're God and I'm not. Yes. And how often you get to that. Like, honestly, so many things in life end at that road. Yes. Well, it's like, think about in John, whenever uh, Jesus is like, hey, listen, you're going to, he tells Peter, because Peter's like, what's going to happen to me? He's like, you're, you go where you want now, but one day somebody's going to take you where you Mm -hmm. don't want to go. And they're going to crucify you. And he looks at John and he's like, what about him? And Jesus is like, don't, don't worry, worry about, about him. him. <laughs> just look at me. And he's like, dude, you just told me I would have the most terrible death. <laughs> like, this is so bad. But I think it's Jesus in that statement wasn't like, Peter, because you did this. Like, yeah. the bad things are neither, it's not a punishment, but the good things aren't a reward. Yeah. And I think sometimes we make the reward things About and, like, us. status. Like, and, we earned that. Yeah, position. And actually, the reward is Christ. It's actually not houses and cars and it's all not. the things. It's actually not the reward at all. The reward is just knowing Him. Right. That's the reward. And, and that's the story of the New Testament over and over. Dude. It was never, the reward was never houses. Yeah. Or like a big church expansion. Oh, or, God. You know, how I many think people... I think the Lord's like, really? You guys have missed That's it. That's it? Yeah. You know? Actually, it's me. And it's fine. I don't have a problem with uh, like talking numbers and like being excited about oh, blessing no, no, no. at all. But I think that it's, an, it's what we started the podcast with, with like, what's your motive behind that? And mm-hmm. like, what has God spoken to you? Mm-hmm. And... That's why with responsibility um, comes, with blessing comes responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so you're That's getting good. it because you stirred it well. It's good. And so. It's good. Yeah. Well, I hope you all got something out of this. These are just three things that I would do differently. So I'm sure, I, I know I have cringe. a lot more because I look through my old messages and I cringe really hard. I'm like, I would never say that now. It's our, It's a new series. Yeah. <laughs> What I will never preach again. What I will never preach again. If you like that, just tag me. Tell me I want more of this. So I would love to hear you humiliate yourself more. (laughs) I hope you got so much out of today's content. Can you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button so you never miss out on any new content here on my podcast? Also, one of the best ways for people to find my podcast is by you 
if you will, share this podcast on your social media or maybe text it to a friend and help me get the word out so we can help others. Also, everything you need to know about today's podcast will be available down in the show notes. I also have a link for you to stay subscribed to my emails so you never miss out on anything that I have going on. So, hey, thank you so much for being here and let's do something awesome for God this week.